0: Um, should we have a formal introduction or should we, have we landed on our introduction being the
1: introduction that we do? No, no I'm not attached to it by any means.
0: Okay, well we can keep this as our introduction then.
1: Um, why, not? why not? Why not, exactly. Last podcast in Seville, why, last, not? why not shake things up? Shake things up and just do it then. Um So yeah, so this is our last podcast in Seville. Um, pretty sad to leave, at least I am. I am very sad. We've been here for the last four months, um, working away, integrating into Spanish culture, learning Spanish, lots of other things and it's been amazing it's been incredible um but what we wanted to do was kind of run through our experience, maybe ask each other a few questions, kind of how how our different experiences have been from you know starting at different points in the language um like I think at the point that I landed in i guess it was a Portuguese airport first i didn't know any Portuguese for sure, yeah. and then we went over to Seville and I think i def I knew less than five words like genuinely I knew less yeah. than five words um so I'm kind of curious about how our experiences have differed from you going over there with a bit of language learning experience, mm. um, overall Portuguese, Spanish and everything. Um, so let's, let's get into that. What, what was your experience like integrating into Spanish culture or what what's you yeah, like to well, well, first an overview of just kind of how it went.
0: What we did was we arrived here in the first month and we were with the lads. So we were with like seven lads, all Irish, and we just spoke English the whole time. And uh, so we learned no Spanish then. Pretty much none, yeah. And then, like, the next month, we kind of kept to ourselves, I think. And then only the last two months, we went and actually started socialising with Spanish people and integrating and yeah. stuff like that. So um, the first month, we can pretty much wiped it off. So I kind of consider I started learning Spanish three months ago. And, like, in the first month, we started doing, like, lots of reading. We started doing, like, kind of stuff like that. But, um, yeah, my experience has been quite odd because... I think it's really strange for me when I first arrived here. I remember I got here a day before yous, Mm -hmm. and I went out to get food, and I didn't even know how to say like I want this, Mm -hmm. and I remember like I just I spoke entirely in English, and like for the first two months here, I was speaking entirely in English. Now I had done some work before I arrived in Spanish, so I could read a good bit of Spanish and I done some listening in spanish like a Harry Potter audiobook that I couldn't understand pretty much but I pretty much when I arrived here I couldn't speak any spanish and now what's it 3 months later kind of 4 months like I just went on uh, I just went on a 3 day holiday with a girl I'm dating who um, I only spoke
1: spanish for 3 days and she was only speaking spanish she doesn't speak a word of english and which is ridiculous. Cause I can still remember us in those initial restaurant days trying to order. Yeah. Remember remember trying to order a paella and was like uh you were like hey, big? You <laughs> know you're like hey, big is it? And you're like yeah, trying yeah. to do a play. Grande and the, Grande um, and pequeño, a lot, um a lot of <laughs> hand sim- simming and they were like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. And no no verbs, just
0: eso, eso, eso like that. Just means this, this, this. All I could say is eso. Yeah. I'm just pointing things. And like now, like, we have friends here, like, I've, I've been out multiple times where I've, I've been at a table with only civilians just speaking Spanish all night long, and it's really weird to see kind of how quick that progress went, Um, but that's because I had that basis of being able to read before I came here.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but I'm still, like, oh, my Spanish isn't great, yeah, but whatever, like... And what do you think was the, you know, the the crux point for you when you were here? Because you said when you came here initially, you know, you didn't have that strong level, even though you had the reading experience. And then was it a a flip of a switch or kind of at what point along that journey were you like, you noticed something sizable there or there was a difference, a clear difference in in your fluency?
0: Yeah, like, and I know I always harp on about this, but like, so before I came here, I hadn't done that much reading in Spanish. What I was doing was relying on my Portuguese. So if you don't know, Portuguese and Spanish are like super, super similar to the point where I think it's 95% of the words between Portuguese and Spanish are similar. So that like if you know, it's 95%. 95%. Wow. So, uh, for example, French and Italian are considered very similar. Yeah. I think they have 60 to 70% lexical proximity. That's the word for it. Uh, Words similar. (laughs) And... (laughs) Uh, if you don't speak Latin, <laughs> um, but Portuguese, Spanish, ninety five percent. Okay, so you were cheating the whole time, basically. cheating, cheating the whole time. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And uh, like French and English, I think have like forty percent or something like that. And if you look at French, you will see, like, you'll understand the word for government or something, and you'll understand it's the exact same word, pretty much. Yeah. Like, uh, but I came here unable to speak, but I was basically on the backbone of this. And uh, every time I hung out with people, though. Those nights, I really don't believe those nights where I went out and didn't understand anything. I got anything from. Yeah, but I would agree with you there. It, what happened was, I think it was the month of July. It was from mid-July to mid-August. Me and you went started to go ham on studying. Yeah, on reading. Yeah. So every morning we were just so consistent. I was there reading The Hobbit, and you're reading your dialogue books. Yeah, I was just going through the whole collection, and in that time. After a month of that, I remember the first page of The Hunger Games I started on, and I couldn't read it. Like, I was really struggling. I was so slow. Like, I knew most of the words and I could read a good bit, but I was slow. And by like chapter two, I was a good bit quicker. Then I got bored of the book, moved on to The Hobbit, and I was slow at that, but I got quicker and quicker. And then, when it was about three quarters way too true, I was starting to read really quick. Mm. And I remember there's a polyglot called Professor. Alexander Argelius One of the greatest polyglots Ever live They always have such good names Yeah it's a cool name Really it's a good cool name. name No he's one of the greatest Polyglots ever He speaks like 40 languages To uh, Forty. like a Fucking C1 levels C2. 40
1: is so hard It's so unimaginably Hard to believe
0: He says that he Used to back in Back in when he Could do it Before he like Family and all that And like a job he Used to read for like 14 hours in foreign <laughs> languages You just go from like, well, That from, makes from, sense You go from like Greek to Arabic To like uh, Latin To like whatever And he's Professor of moder- of. Of ancient languages or something. Yeah. Anyways, he uh, he always says that when people say they're able to understand a language or that they can read very well, get them to read out loud, and you're actually a lot slower than you think. Yeah. And that's why right, when I was saying beforehand, like, oh, I could read, I couldn't actually read that well. Yeah. And but once my reading speed got to speed where my eyes are just darting by the by the words, then people's speech became clear, mm. and then I could understand people. And then when I went to speak, there was just this—the barrier that's between you and speaking just kind of starts to fade away, and you just start to be able to understand. Just it just kind of comes out. Yeah. So like now when I'm speaking Spanish, that barrier is gone for most of the words, and so like it just kind of flows out. Yeah. But before you can do that, before you've read enough to the
1: point where you can read really quickly, you. you you just have
0: to keep stopping on words, like what does that mean? What does that mean? Because you yeah. don't have to practice.
1: You know? So it's it's kind of just uh, the whole process is just decreasing the amount of cognitive energy it takes to read. Like once you're just skimming over those words, that's when the speech will come because you don't you can't really apply cognition to listening. Like you, you can't you can't that's listen. True. Like I like I'm tr- like if I'm trying to listen, I'm still not at that level. First off, but I am. Mm. Um, I've come a, a long way reading, but I'm still not at the listening level really at, at all. I really really struggled to get. Um, any listening and it is because like I can't listen more intently I just don't get I don't understand what they're what they're saying you can't replay it you can't slow it down you can't do anything whereas with reading
0: you can just read the sentence again when the when there's a word you don't know you can read it more slowly yeah but yeah I should have my thing muted shouldn't I but um like often like with the girl I was seeing there she would say a sentence and I knew all the words in the sentence. But when she said, I go, what's that word? I'm like, cuerda? And she's like, no, recuerda. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I actually have to re ask. I knew the word. I need her to say it again. She has an Andalusian accent, doesn't help. And exactly. But reading, you can really just, you can max out your your brain's ability to comprehend the language and to learn the grammar and to pick up new words at a speed that's right for you. And yeah. Why is it right for you? Because you dictate the speed. You read at your own speed. Yeah. And the thing you're gonna struggle with the most in a language is just not knowing the words. Yeah. Uh, that's Steve Kaufman always. I remember Steve Kaufman saying that. Another polyglot speaks like 20 languages. Great guy. I remember him him saying that like your problem with the language is never really going to be um like the grammar or anything like this. Or when you are underst- when you're listening to someone the when you're trying to understand what someone's saying, the problem is, is you just don't know the words they're saying. Yeah, and you can't. Comprehend super basic. It. It's actually <laughs> not a difficult. Yeah, it's super it's basic. It's not a big problem. Exactly, it's
1: not a an unintuitive problem. Yeah, you just don't know the words they're saying. You just don't know the words they're saying. Which is, I guess, a good rule to to kind of tie a bow around that long. That long point was them. Yeah. I guess if you're if you're going out there and trying to speak and you're kind of demotivated by your level, which I've definitely experienced, like after reading a lot. Uh, And then going out there and trying to speak and really just, you know, falling on your ass a few times because that's what it takes. Just go back to reading and then see, can I read this page without really thinking about any of the words? Does it just come to you? And if it doesn't, then don't feel demotivated, or disheartened by your speaking because you're probably trying to speak a bit too early like I was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, and speaking early, like, it's a bit of fun. Like, why not? Some people are really against speaking early and I would be against it As a method of getting better. Yeah. Like, I don't, if you want to get better, you want to just get yourself to the point where you can read really quickly or watch TV and then go out into the world and it'll be easy and it's not stressful, you know? Yeah. But if you, like, don't waste your time trying to practice speaking before you can, Uh, but don't stop yourself from speaking yeah it's really
1: about what you expect <laughs> to get out of it yeah yeah. so yeah. if your goal is i'm going to speak because it's a bit of fun and i just you know want the accomplishment or want that feeling then absolutely go ahead and speak yeah just don't you know it's it, there's a problem wrapped up in it when you think speaking is going to help you get better or you're going to be very de- demotivated or disheartened from mm-hmm. your speech when you're not mm-hmm. fluent because you're not yeah um and, and then that can be a bit bit demotivating but mm-hmm. yeah just, especially know. as it's your first language as well. Yeah. Um I remember and I'm
0: always citing people here, but Ollie Richards, I remember him saying that like one of the most important things in terms of like mentally is that you have one language down. Yeah. Once you have gotten yourself to a certain level in language like one learned language.
1: Like you, you've learned to oh. some second language. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, learned yeah. certain second language. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Once I reached B one in Portuguese. I knew I could do it in any language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before yeah. I got there, I actually didn't really know if it would be possible for me to get there, you know. And i I kind of didn't believe I ever would get there. Like other people could understand languages, and I couldn't. I've never, like, yeah. back before I'd done that, I had never had the experience of a person speaking a foreign language, and me just knowing what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Once I got to be one, I knew I could do it in any, in any other language. Once I got to be two, I knew I could do another language. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of that's also like an important thing mentally. But as it's your first time, uh, like when I speak and I'm really really bad at language, mm-hmm. it doesn't even slightly dishearten me because I know You've removed that, all of that. Yeah, I have removed
1: yeah. it. I I just know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm crap now. That's a slow process. That when you're you know, like that's easy to say when you're sitting around a table of ten Spaniards mm-hmm. and the waiter is waiting for your order. You're I'm you're sweating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like, I want this to be over and I do why I just like because it is, it's stressful. Like and and there everyone's like always oh, so nice about it, you know. Like mm-hmm. you can say the most ridiculous thing and, and have your word order completely wrong and conjugate entirely incorrectly. You yeah. don't really care. No one cares. No one cares. Yeah. Like they really don't care, which is great for you because that means you can kind of go out there and, and try put some sentence structures together and, mm. and try be a little bit whimsical with the language and but they just don't care. And yeah. it's great practice for you, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and just for just for confidence alone.
0: Yeah, they might laugh at you sometimes, they which will. is funny. They will laugh at you. Depends on the con- country, of course. That's uh, one of the things with Spain. Uh, Spain, Spain. People, yeah. they people will fucking laugh at you, like yeah, <laughs> and they and yeah. the girls are ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> the girls are ruthless. They are ruthless <laughs> with you. So exactly. I think
1: I think I said this to you once that like every time I I go out in my I, I really put myself out there and I and I and I put a sentence together. I just picture, I just imagine in my head that everyone's just gonna start clapping and dancing for me. We're like, yes, Evan, you did so well. But yeah. after they, they just look at you like, what the hell did this idiot just say? <laughs> or I'm just like, I just right there I just did something I'm so proud of. And yeah, then yeah, they just yeah. don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And one of the one of the funny things about that is if the sentence is perfect and really right, then they really won't blink. Yeah, because you've just said something yeah you just, you just, <laughs> you've, just said, you've just said a sentence you've yeah. said a sentence and there wasn't an issue i'm expecting fireworks yeah, I, yeah like yeah.
1: I, I remember a couple of times I, <laughs> I i strung together a sentence i was real proud of yeah. like a number of words <laughs> like a lots of like a big long sentence and i was like in my head i'm like oh, there's like has to be like a five percent chance this is correct because yeah. like not only had i not put all of those words together before there's so many two word combinations that i'd never put there before yeah. and they just didn't re- they just responded in spanish and i was like well, hold on that was correct like, like, like any of that made sense yeah and they were and i was like oh my TSM!" me Qué- <laughs> <laughs> like i couldn't believe it <laughs>
0: i actually i do that too every single time i take a like a gamble on a on a sentence yeah i say it and then they reply and I go, wait, 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 let's go back yeah yeah was that correct and they're like was that correct it's the sentence i said yeah <laughs> that is a Yo miracle <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's because i remember seeing one, something one time where someone said Great um, video editing mm-hmm. is never appreciated because if it's great, no one will notice it. You know, it's all so seamless. Spe- and special effects. Yeah. CGI, the greatest CGI person for CGI in the world will never get recognized by the public because if it's great, they didn't know it was CGI. Mm. Same thing with like your language learning, I guess, kind of. Uh, when you say something and it's right, no one blinks an eye. When you say something is wrong, they have something to say because yeah. they need to correct you there yeah uh, if you're in okay if your spanish is like amazing people will comment on that but
1: that's not a problem for most people to be honest yeah <laughs> mostly we don't have the issue of being too good yeah i think we've <laughs> we've talked about this as well which is kind of a, a funny conversation where there's like there's different levels where people will, will correct you and people yeah, won't yeah like at the start if you're like knowing nothing and you're like barely putting together words like People would just kind of, there's not even really a point because there isn't like one thing they did wrong. You just don't know anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you learn something and people start correcting you more, which is great Mm. for your progress and development. But I noticed that people started correcting me. And I was like, I definitely haven't gotten worse from a month ago when people mm. weren't correcting me i guess it just wasn't making any sense a month ago <laughs> they, they, they literally just didn't even know what to point at and be like that's wrong because it yeah. was just everything was wrong <laughs> <laughs> like everything like, there
0: yeah. wasn't anything that was right yeah like if someone said to you make book do good pillow you'd go yeah that's <laughs> so true <laughs> like you okay, what okay hell? like there's nothing i could correct there but, uh, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. That's we spoke with that a good bit. When I first arrived, my like my Spanish was so disjointed because I'd never, like I'd literally never spoken Spanish yeah. in my life. I'd only ever read and stuff and and I hadn't read that much. I was translating entirely from Portuguese. And um at first the people were like, Oh, your Spanish is really good. Then my Spanish then after like kind of one or two weeks of actually practicing, my Spanish got to the point where I starting to Speeding up a bit, uh-huh. and I was starting to be able to say some things and stuff. And then next thing, out of ev- nowhere. Everyone starts telling me my Spanish sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone was like, it "Was like your Spanish is so shit. You sound like an idiot. Like whatever. Your Spanish sucks. Yeah, you need, you need to learn more Spanish." I was like, "What? What has happened here?" Yeah, yeah. But what has happened is, I'm at the point where they're like, "Okay, Spanish is actually a bit all right." Yeah. But he really has to just put some work into it. Yeah. You know, and I can. He won't be demotivated now if I say this. Yeah, you always critique
1: based <laughs> on the level they're at. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like I've been coaching for like nine years, and if, if someone comes to me through their very first class and they can't hit a forehand, I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you tailor the advice or tailor the critique based on where they're at. Yeah, know? um, but that's funny because it's like it's not, it's very unstructured in our case because you don't have any teachers or anything. This just mm. happens with the public, like people yeah. in general will just notice that. Yeah, like they'll know they'll kind of. Understand what level you're at, and then they'll subconsciously kind of figure out what advice would be good for you. Or they're just savage and ruthless, like a lot of Spanish. The, and the, the, span,
0: the Spanish really don't hold back, which is great. It's great for getting actual accurate feedback on how
1: you're doing, but. Uh, I wonder—is it good for confidence in speaking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, at times, it's definitely not, not very inviting or warming. <laughs> in some groups, you know, obviously, the, there's like some. Sometimes you'd be sitting around. And it's like I know that if I try, I've, it's a lose-lose for me because I know that they're not going to applaud when I get it right, <laughs> <laughs> and if I get it wrong, I God, I'm going to get slated for it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but I guess you know, choose your battles. And <laughs>
0: yeah, what what are we were out with uh, with those lads from Malaga there recently. And like you just said something in Spanish, and he just like laughed at you straight away and said, "You sound so giddy." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you <laughs> sound, so, you sound the, so giddy. I was like, I would never say that to someone. Yeah, a
1: giddy like a uh, like a foreigner, or a lot of people aren't, don't don't know exactly that term. Yeah, of course. Um, we came here, and I was called, and I n- or I never heard it before, but it's like a typical foreigner, right? It, it's, it's,
0: it's just a normally like northern fa- foreigner, so like English speakers, Germans, I think, also giddies. I do so white typically I think very, it's whi- very I think it's, white and yeah. I think it's white, clueless, wearing too much sun cream <laughs> and speaking crappy Spanish as yeah. a giddy. And so we hear like tick 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 for like yeah, <laughs> the yeah, entire exactly. group for a long time. So you'll always hear Spanish people talking about it. It's like he's giddy, that's a giddy place. So yeah. like a place that's very giddy is for tourists. Yeah. And it's double the price. It's marked it has up English yeah. on the menu and has pictures and stuff like that. And uh, so like my whole goal being here and living here is like basically trying to be less giddy and that seems to be a way to get a bit of respect,
1: I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) is to be less giddy. But uh, It's unfortunate though because it's almost mixed in that I can sometimes get mistaken for Spanish, which isn't useful for me because that means they'll speak Spanish to me and I won't understand them. Yeah. Um, because i'm a little bit more tan i've been like yeah, the. i'm not i'm no one mistaken me for being a spanish yeah <laughs> so a lot of people will almost come to me first and speak the spanish to me and i'm like man that guy <laughs> uh, directed yeah. to him yeah um which doesn't help much uh, <laughs> <laughs> no might a bit. but uh, so, so what would you say then um What would you say is your number one language learning accomplishment or your number one kind of memory of the last three months or some time, you know, just anything in in your mind of what, in your language learning journey over the last couple of months, what's a highlight?
0: Well, like, as I already said, um, I just went there to Malaga and for three days literally just spoke Spanish and only back and forth one person in Spanish. And that... Like, one issue is, right, we live here in a house with just me and Evan. So we speak English all day. Mm. So really, we actually don't get much Spanish practice. Unfortunately, yeah. All of our Spanish comes through reading. So pretty much nearly all the Spanish I've learned has come through just reading novels. And having the odd day out where we go out and stuff, and, and there'd be, like, Spanish speakers. But most of the time, we go out with Spanish speakers to speak English, too. And we end up speaking English. So that, for me, like, when I went away... At, like the first day I was rusty, and then by the end of the day, I was a little bit better, and then the next two days it was just flowing and it was really weird because when I was coming back, I was saying this to you. I was thinking in Spanish, and like all my thoughts were in Spanish, and if I like like my brain had just then found Spanish to be the easier mode to speak in mm. and um even like if I heard, thought of somebody saying something in English. Like, if I just had a memory of someone saying, like, uh, we're going to do this, my brain would just repeat it in Spanish right after. So it was like, for me, coming back from that holiday, I was like, whoa, this is my first time where I really feel like I could live, live in this country. And I could actually reach a really high level. And this this is now, for me, a language that I'm speaking without thinking about. Yeah. And it was very quick to get there. So I was like, so for me, like, that probably it. The rest of the time. I was just reading i was reading the hobbit
1: i've noticed the um the spanish running through my head thing happens after nights out if i'm if i'm yeah. like if i if, so i don't know if it's uh if it's alcohol induced or or not mm-hmm. but if i have a night out and i'm it's a heavy spanish-speaking night like we go down to a bateon so so a bateon is a really spanish thing um it's basically where you have we have a session outside where you drink there's yeah. obviously different places for it but we went down by the river and it's a lovely area. There's loads of people down there. There's lots of music. There's there's, there's drink, it's good stuff. It's it's very it felt very Spanish. It's very Spanish, yeah. Um, but if you go down there, you're really pushed to be speaking Spanish because there's not a lot of English speakers down there, it's not mm-hmm. an English-speaking thing. Um, so if I had a night out of really having to use Spanish and pushing myself to use Spanish maximally, maximally, um, I would wake up the mornings after racing with Spanish. And just it could be even be basic basic kind of sentences back and forth, but it would be just racing with Spanish. and would be yeah. no English in my head. And then after about 10 minutes of waking up or, or something, the English would like slowly crawl back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Just the, the the immersion, I guess. I guess it's just immersion. I, I find it very interesting that you say that because
0: that's something I've been experiencing for a long, long time my language learning. If and this is why it's really important to engage with the language every day. And by engage Content that you understand. Most importantly, if you understand it, what's that? But an hour a day, if you actually do engage for an hour a day, that racing in your mind really starts. Yeah. Or random words are just coming. I often find it's random words. And yeah, it's completely.
1: No, no order to it at all. No like, order at yeah, all. Even
0: would it, like when I got to like a higher level of the language, I found that still to be random words. So like I remember um, Portuguese, uh, I was there's like a chess channel I watched in Portuguese. Like I'm just looking at chess. Games and stuff, and um, he had this opening. He said all the time, like his opening thing was saying it was just really quick though, and I could never actually understand what it was. And just one day, it clicked what he was saying, and then for like two days, the only thing that was going through my head was that one phrase just again and again. Yeah, the second yeah. I understood it. That I was going through. Same with German. When I was first doing German, just random words like you know how's that? This is just words just shooting through your head, and I find. And this is why, this is another reason, even, never mind just the studies and never mind just my experience of improving. I always feel like, of all the experiences that I do that give me that most racing in my head, mm-hmm. it's reading novels. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm reading, it's because I'm understanding the most, I'm getting the mo- most content per second. If I do an hour of reading for like four days in a row, my head starts to race with the language And it's just always just shooting, shooting, shooting From the language And what I just believe that is, is my mind trying to process it mm. It's just trying to work out What are these words And it's just in the background Just trying to do the calculations Because most of that ca- Figuring those calculations out Isn't conscious It's unconscious Completely you know? it's yeah, subconscious yeah. yeah So that's what I believe it is But it's just, you
1: know Yeah, it's trying to figure out What to associate those words with Where to nest it or Where to package it Chunk it into something you can use Yeah
0: Yeah, it's just
1: Doing the work in the background,
0: yeah, exactly. So that's what I believe that is. Um, I get that all the time. And when I was coming back from the holiday, my mind was just random words of Spanish. Especially, in, it'll often be things you just learned, and um, like it'll often be words that just came up that were new. If you analyze them and have a look at them
1: as they come up, mm. and just think, "What are these words actually?" It'll often be words that just came up. One thing, one thing that I noticed that I thought was interesting was how taxing it is. Whenever I'm really trying to speak in Spanish, it's like my, it's like I'm wearing 10 kg cufflings around my ankles and hands. Every action I do just has a, more resistance to it. There's a yeah. lot more energy needed to do it. Yeah. Like after a proper night of trying to speak Spanish, you're exhausted, It's awesome. really yeah. taxing, really yeah. cognitively difficult. Yeah. Especially if you're not used to um, task switching, which is just when your brain switches between two things. Mm-hmm. Um. It happens all the time when you switch from doing a mundane task to watching the TV, playing a game, anything. But what your brain does it for languages, and it needs to almost switch mode, and it's very taxing. It's very taxing, um, and you don't notice that until f- for the first time you start actually really immersing yourself in the language for a few hours. Um, it's a lot. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you are almost it's like almost flattened for a day or something afterwards. You are like next day, even trying to use Spanish is tough because you are like I am. I am still tired from the last time I was using mm-hmm. Spanish. Um, just need to build up their muscle again so it becomes reflexive. yeah that thing about the cuffs like every word almost having weight
0: at like yeah. it's, it's there's a weight as each word comes out i that's what I meant when I was saying as you start reading more, that barrier just starts to slowly break down when you feel when you fully acquired a word, the word doesn't have weight anymore yeah as you open your mouth and as you go to say a thought. The word just comes out, and you 're not thinking about it mm. when you have memorized the word, the word carries weight, and you will always have to calculate it you'll yeah, always like have that. to think hard about it, and it'll always be really heavy for you, yeah, and when you just do lots of reading, you'll just find one day you'll open your mouth, and the words don't have weight, yeah, as you speak, they just flow out there's no inertia at all there's no inertia exactly so there's been times where my language has been really bad. I read for like three weeks, and after those three weeks I haven't done any speaking practice but then I come out and the words don't have weight yeah it's just like and it's very easy yeah so that's that's like when I'm saying the barrier that's the experience I'm trying to express
1: yeah for sure that feeling of the
0: effortlessness
1: i've noticed that you'll you'll say that like oh i did wasn't great at spanish last night i haven't read in a week and then you'll start mm. buckling down and reading a couple more e- each morning and then you'll come back and be like wow i can't believe that like yeah. i can't yeah. believe yeah. that um yeah. i think I, I i'd notice it as well like i was just reading the whole way through um now i think for, for me it's probably a little bit different because my progression was mostly just a bit more um learning the words for the first time first and i'm yeah. just just reading all the time but um I was getting no practice outside of reading because I guess it comes back to one of the things that I would, I change if I did differently coming back again is that reading, if I read that book two months before I came, if I started reading all those books two months before I came and I would have came here with the level I have now, you just are able to reap so much from the integration into the, into the culture. You're able to get so much because all the, all the signs aren't like all the road signs aren't. Missed, aren't mystery to you anymore like mm-hmm. everything around you is almost unlocked mm-hmm. like you like when you go here for the first time i don't read things because i don't know what they say yeah. so i just don't bother yeah. um so you block everything off yeah but then once you start gaining those initial words those initial 500 600 700 everything almost opens up and you just start seeing the words around you like you you start reading the 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 names of buildings the the road signs everything and like you actually just realize how much there is, but before you get those words, you block it out completely. It's block unknown. Can, it's incomprehensible. It. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's one of those. I'd really like. Um. Like people always talk about. Um. Best way to learn language is to go to the country. Yeah. Um. I I do agree with it, but like God, if you come here and you know no, none of the language, it's not very useful. Yeah. Everything yeah. is incomprehensible. It's a bit too fantastical everyone's like i love the idea i can just go to the country and take it in like really you will learn unless you're reading every day and really engaging and really struggling mm-hmm. with it like everything's incomprehensible you can't mm-hmm. go from zero to anything if you don't have anything mm-hmm. um like what, what do you think about that when you're at zero there's really you could walk around spain for a year and not get anything yeah. and like because every conversation you don't get anything every music every song that comes on you don't get anything from it's all about putting in that work so that when you engage in the society, you pick things up and it's not just completely, out, 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 like it's, it's known. It's not yeah. unknown.
0: So this is like the uh, kind of like immersion from day one idea. And it's something I'm quite against in terms like practically. Um, so there's this whole community called AJAT and it stands for all Japanese all the time. It's fascinating me, these people. And what they do is from literally day one, uh, literally from day one, they only consume japanese all day long yeah it's like eight hours a day of japanese or something and they don't do anything else but content they just watch tv and they just read but basically most it's like eight hours of tv a day in japanese and um when there's some of them while they're sleeping they have japanese on in their ears which definitely doesn't work yeah is there data behind that i was thinking been studies i remember seeing a study saying it doesn't work yeah um but I don't know, they, they kind of say there's some Buried, higher level... It's very dubious. Very, And how could you even study that over a long period of time, really? Yeah, maybe yeah. some
1: placebo effects, but... Um, like, there
0: could be some rhythm advantage or something? But as far as I know, or what people were saying is, you your brain kind of shuts off from listening yeah. when you sleep, so yeah. you're just... It shuts you're off Im- from all the world, that's yeah. the point <laughs> of sleeping. <laughs> it shuts
1: off your, all of your sensory apparatus to the world. You don't need to so input anything. So it shouldn't be inputting at all. Yeah.
0: Anyways, um... Ajats. Ajats, yeah. So like, okay, if you come here and if you if you don't need money, right, if you have infinite money and you move in in a house with all Japanese not Japanese people, Spanish people, and you only listen to Spanish all day long and you're some superhuman who can do this cool yeah it, it'll work like to some degree and if they want to deal put up with you all day long <laughs> that's another thing <laughs> that's a big thing that people
1: will just that's actually a really good point <laughs> is that people expect the other person to just sit there and talk in the most pl- playful normal like you need to talk to a three-year-old like that, yeah. you need, you need, that's the level you're talking about people aren't just gonna sit there for hours and talk to you at the level you can talk to but they're not gonna do that people are not gonna put up with you just sitting there just yeah. saying nothing and like a day. babbling baboon like <laughs> yeah. yeah they're just not gonna they're do gonna that
0: fed up with you like straight away and say like, i'm gonna hang out with someone else yeah so. <laughs> this
1: isn't because it's not fun for them like yeah. it's not yeah. like it's not fun for them so
0: if you don't literally zero they won't want to put up with you you know yeah so like um i just like Number one, you're not going to understand anything. It's going to be stressful. It is. It's no stressful. one's going to want to put up with you. Like it is, re- it is a really stressful thing. Whereas if you just spent like three months, you read your six diacritics books, so you have like seven hundred to eight hundred words. You know, I think there's a thousand actually in the French yeah, collection. Yeah, although to about a thousand. There's a thousand words in the in the French collection. They're the most common words. You'll come here. You'll understand the road signs. You'll understand a lot of what people are saying. You'll be able to read
1: books. You'll be able to improve quickly. You know. yeah you'll also understand what someone you know shouts across you at the road or something or you bump into someone you know how to properly apologize or there's a lot of those moments where you can get very stressed out because you don't know what the standard procedure is yeah like you you're i don't know someone's blocking you in the path and you don't know how to get past but you really need to get past and then you end up doing something rude or something like you need to Mm -hmm. know if you getting those books in early gives you those the procedural stuff let's it lets you ask for things it lets you Let's you do things. It actually lets you be an agent that you can do things, you know, and, you know. And no matter how much people try to sell you that it will work, a
0: phrase book is useless. It's completely useless. Because, right, if you learn, say you want to learn the phrases for the restaurant, okay? Or right, actually, let, let's do a more scary one. The bus. So I went to the bus the other day. Mm. Right? And the bus is a real scary one because you're in a queue and people are talking to People behind you and when the guy behind the counter talks he's like like he is not waiting for you yeah if you think that you can memorize off all the possible phrases he's gonna say yeah even if you get a native speaker in your ear and says it a thousand times in real life when he says it you're gonna go what yeah like you're not gonna understand it but if you have acquired those words through context through reading and through listening then your brain understands what he's saying as language and when it's language, then you don't need to have put effort into understanding him. So this is the issue. You need the words that the waiter says to be language and not something memorized if you actually want to understand it. And if you want to use the language when you speak, you need to also have acquired that as language. Yeah. So as Evan was saying, all the words have a weight to it. Jesus, they have weight to it when you've memorized it. Like if you memorize yeah, a phrase yeah. off by heart, you're like, Ker Kero? Yeah. Uh, has air and it's just like and the person's just there, like, what, what, what are the you, hell? What are you talking about? Like and when you go to say it, you'll always say it just completely wrong because the words are meaningless to you. Yeah. When the words when you have a phrase that holds absolutely no meaning, but you know technically what it means, you're gonna say it in the wrong intonation. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna just say a random word in place of another word and be shocked when someone doesn't understand it, and you're gonna say, But it's basically the same when it means something completely different you know? yeah
1: so there's like a million reasons why a phrase book just never works and another one i've always yeah. thought about is like the i mean dialogue conversations aren't two dialogues long so like <laughs> you generally don't memorize something go up and then they don't respond and then your thing is perfectly executed yeah. they'll say something else and then you're like well i'm done yeah. i only did the they're gone off script i've only practiced yeah. the first one yeah um yeah. like yeah what do you, how do you go from there and that's also not in, an enjoyable aspect of integrating into culture if you've memorized a phrase. Like you don't feel accomplished with mm-hmm. that, really. There you know, like, might be some confidence in, like, yes, I just did that, mm-hmm. but there's no, I actually spoke to that person, really. Mm-hmm. Like, That's not what speaking is and, and using language, as you yeah. say. You need actual language. So you need to be able to understand what they're saying
0: in context and to be able to reply without really thinking. You yeah. need to have acquired that. And the roadmap is quite clear. You read your six dialogue books. Then you read like intermediate stuff, like just easy books. So like I always recommend to uh, Evan, link, there's a website link, L-I-N-G. Link's great, Link's helped you. a lot, Link's links, really, really good. Once you finish your dialogue books, there's like 60 stories there for free you can just listen to. And they're really good. Normally it would take you like 30 hours to go through them, just listening to them again and again and again and again and again. But because you've acquired like most of the words through dialogue books, could take you like eight, I don't know. Like
1: um, Yeah, no clue. But it does... Seven. It gives you great... Expo- Another thing that if you hear a word for the first time, you've never seen it written down. Mm-hmm. that's It's it's incomprehensible, nothing. Yeah. But if you, after hearing a word that you have read, it's like you immediately can understand it then. And mm-hmm. then you attach the sounds um to the word that you've read so many times and to the context yeah. that you've read so, that you've seen it in so many times. And that's how you almost get the full... The full concept of, of how what a word is, yeah, from a sense of acquisition, and not just like yeah. memorizing it. You're a
0: Diaglot. We don't yet have our audio books, but we will eventually. Yeah, so that'll be. Really, I really cannot cool. wait. That'll for be it.
1: so cool. Because yeah, <laughs> can, cannot wait for those. That'll be so cool. But
0: yeah, listen to them, and then like read a like Diary of Wimpy Kid book or two, a few of them, and Diaglot will give you the words and a lot of the grammar it'll give you a lot of conjugation it'll give you a lot of like phrases and stuff like that but actually just getting all of them those words and then connecting them together with simple full stories that have all the words that we've given you will really just bring the language into a whole yeah. where you can use it and you can understand it and you don't have to think about the words you're using or whatever but um here's
1: a good incentive for that so um because I I didn't do that and I didn't do all that reading before I came. I'm going to I'm going to say two quite embarrassing stories. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, I would say one of them one of them one of them was was bad. The other was kind of just funny. Um but they're kind of situations where I've been, you know, trying to do something, trying to order something, trying to integrate into Spanish culture in some way and it's backfired on on the um because language is quite complicated and sometimes you can learn a a definition for a word or see a word and you can get it wrong um so i think one of the first one was it was like i think it was only a week or two after we'd gotten into spain and we were ordering food and um can't exactly remember what the dialogue on the food was but i was trying to ask is it hot or i was trying to ask you know how hot is it um because i'm not a spice not a spice guy um and I said like um you know uh, how how caliente is eso? And so I was like how or, or something like that where I was trying to say, um I was trying, I used the word caliente um relating to the No it wasn't food, it was outside. It was outside it was the it was temperature. Outside, temperature. It was, exactly, temperature. Exactly, because that would be right. So that would actually be correct. It was temperature. <laughs> I was thinking it was like yeah. It was temperature and then ah, that's what it was. And yeah. then I said I'm very caliente and yeah. cheese very yeah, yeah. Um, but caliente doesn't mean hot in that in that context. I couldn't remember. It was months ago that this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I basically yeah. I either called myself or the waitress horny or both. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and
0: it might have been both. My memory was that <laughs> you might have said been. that you said um, she said something like it was just it was just really hot. It was like forty degrees or something yeah, over forty degrees. Exactly, it was, like it was really, over forty, it was 40 degrees, hot. And then we um, were just sitting there, and the w- waitress said whatever. I don't know. And he just went, uh, oh, soy muy caliente, soy horny, yeah, caliente. <laughs> which, which means yeah, I'm. Very I'm very horny, horny. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it, I
1: remember just, <laughs> you know, that was, <laughs> was, but see that, yeah. So that was that was a, a funny situation where like like very innocent but quite funny because I think she gave me a look and I was like, well, why is she? Why is she telling? Because caliente does mean hot.
0: Yeah. So your food, if it's spicy, is caliente. Yeah. Or like I, you, you saw hot chocolate today it was like. Yeah, chocolate caliente. Chocolate caliente, yeah. 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 So it does technically be hot, but you know, like y- y- you could imagine in English, like someone's hot and heavy or something. Like little, yeah, we yeah. don't use it for them, as far as I've seen. That seems to be the majority word for that that's yeah. like the
1: most common way they say it she was taken aback and i i <laughs> she thought she was just getting some nice nice gentleman's food orders and yeah. then one of them's horny for some reason that's a bit it's a bit strange but i'll keep going yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um so that's a mix-up that you cannot make if you read your dog post. <laughs> yeah we have, we
0: have um with the words we we go through all of our words and we make sure that none of them that we teach you at least it cannot be
1: misconstrued exactly <laughs> for anything else yeah. so
0: exactly um yeah exactly we, we, we make sure we have things around that so you don't end up with some stupid
1: thing like this um but, uh, I, I could, but the, one, yeah. a good a funny kind of i'll get to the other one in a, second. One, yeah, yeah. The other, um, a, a funny thing that i learned from that that i actually didn't know before uh was just how indirectly languages map onto each other and like how you think you can be saying something that you've and you just can be really saying something entirely different but yeah. but knowing that has been such a motivator to keep learning the language mm-hmm. because i know that there is actually like for the first time i know that there is unique messages that i can only have talking in spanish mm-hmm. like there's there's conversations i can only have in spanish or like there's mm-hmm. there's ideas that you can't communicate through english mm-hmm. um like not truly um but yeah, the other story. So this only happened like a couple of days ago. So, you know, the the slip-ups don't stop. And you everyone, I think, makes them. I'll try to get one out of you later if you if you have one. But uh, I was trying to get an I ice cream. I think I do have a few of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like everyone I say does. I was, <laughs> I was trying to um, order an ice cream. I said, like, those tarinas uh, portify And the I think, is like a tub or something. Um, and then she got out the tub. And I was like, um, no, I actually, um, coño instead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh... I, I, I know what because I knew in that stage in that circumstance I knew what word I'd said. <laughs> I meant "cuno," which was "cone." kunyo is very different, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. an entirely different word. Um, a word that I don't even want to say. Um, yeah. kunyo is "cunt." Yeah. So um, so she lovely ice cream lady um <laughs> was getting out a tub <laughs> and I said no "cunio." I said no "cunt," put <laughs> and um. I couldn't believe, it. I was like, she, 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 I think, understood what I meant, um, almost immediately, and then we got the cone, but I was like, I was like, oh my god, that's terrible, oh like, yeah, I like, that's, that's terrible, bad. that's pretty bad, but they're like, I don't even know how they're spelled differently, because I've only seen one of them written down, I don't even know how they're spelled differently, I think it's, it might even be an accent on an O, or a U instead of an it's, O, it's or, in any. In any, exactly, exactly, exactly. exactly. So, so
0: here's the thing, is that, and the exact same mistake for one that I make in pretty much every Giddy, or pretty much every like English speaker makes when they first start, which is the N in Spanish. There's two Ns. One has a little squiggly on the top. It's a tilde, I think you call it. Um, and one, in, the one with the squiggle is like ñ, and one is like Yeah. No. So yeah, we be swearing But Conyo and Cono. Any Spanish speakers here? Are like like you know, cringing up at themselves and hearing that. Uh, oh, the things i
1: Yeah, we're good. the the um, Our camera that has just done ran done. out of battery, which means we've hit the hour mark already. Really? Um,
0: 40, 44 minutes. Anyway, we Four. keep talking because it's the, yeah. We're we're on we're on Spotify as well.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Um, anyways, so the difference is is that yeah, one is spelled like ny, one is spelled like no So one really common one is saying, for if you want to say, I am am twenty years old. You say, tengo veinte años. I have 20 years. Años with an ñ. Años. But if you say, most people, they just see ñ. They don't know how to pronounce the ñ. So you say, tengo veinte años. Yeah. Which means I have 20 anuses. Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: it's really, really common for... (laughs) for 20 anuses. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really common for... You're foreigners. Going up and saying that to somebody, yeah, but they understand. But there's a few times where I was talking, and I was like, I, I was talking to my brother, and they're like, "Well, what age is your brother?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, twenty-eight anos." And and they were like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so "My brother, yes, he is twenty-eight. He's
0: 20 he anus <laughs> like, Okay, I know nice why I fact. Talk. But what age is he? <laughs> yeah. I, know I feel sorry for him. I'm sorry for your brother, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but um. But that is, that's a good one to, to, to point out, I guess, that the the, the Enya thing, because I, I thought it's not just an accent, it's a different letter. It's a different letter. It's a yeah. different letter. So yeah. like I went months um, thinking it was just an accent on the N, and like it does have that effect of just making pronouncing it differently, but it, it is a different sound. There's a Y there. It's like the canyon is the word, like the N-Y in canyon. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a, it is just a different canyon. sound. Yeah, we have it in English with
0: canyon, canyon. Yeah, yeah. You know, Enya, that's it but um, it's That's just nasalized and if you want to be correct, well, exact about it but there's actually I, had a point, I have a point with this this is the one thing that people will kind of scare you about or people are afraid about when speaking a foreign language is making these kind of mistakes mm. they don't really come up that often no and when um, they do they're funny it was and purely, when they do, they're funny, purely exactly. a funny moment and people always talk about this like, um, but when they do the majority of weird things you say Aren't like okay when you're at the very beginner stage, you'll say some funny things and then you'll learn from it, and it'll be a good learning experience. And everyone there will laugh, and you're now better friends with everyone you're around Mm -hmm. because they're like, Ah, we've had this funny memory together. Yeah, when you get to a higher level, so like a level I'm at, when I make a mistake, it's never you know me saying some ridiculous swear or something. It's normally me saying something kind of cringe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, yeah. I, I tried to like directly translate. I was, I was saying this. I was saying this to Evan the other day. I said, um, yeah, I was talking about you know, the girl when I was in Malaga. The girl's was with was getting Coca Cola or something, and it was like a really hot day. And I was wanting to say, "Oh, Coca Cola is the best. Like it's fucking best." And I, I like tried to say it in Spanish, and I was like, "How do you say that the way I'm saying it in Spanish?" And they're like, and "She was like, you could say that, but," and she said which means it's kind of just cringe to say that like because if you're mm. at like a kid's birthday party being like me and all my homies we all love drinking coca-cola yeah i don't know like and there's a lot of things like that where someone's like you can say that it's just kind of weird yeah uh, but that's kind of like when you get to like an intermediate stage or something like that I'm, all i'm saying is that really there's no real worry of saying something ridiculously bad because yeah. everyone knows you're a foreigner and they treat you as such, <laughs> and then they and if you say something ridiculous, they go. You know, Spanish isn't his first language. Uh, that's just hilarious, and I'm going to go tell my friends this funny story. Exactly, I genuinely, foreigner. I genuinely <laughs> think it's a it's just a
1: funny moment, and yeah. you should you should think of it as that. And I rem- I remember it fondly, and it's, it's hilarious. It's a vulnerable moment, but like the more kind of almost vulnerable moments you can have, where you've messed up in the languages, they're all character building. Every single one of them is. I'm getting slightly better at being the person that just made a bad mistake in front of lots of people and if you can get really good at that really languages you like you'll be like you can just you know if you have that level of confidence you'll be good to good for any social situation really yeah definitely um, but the big thing
0: is one of the biggest thing is biggest things is is that um you'll really remember that word you missed, mixed up. Mixed yeah. Up. The, my strongest memories in language learning are those times I messed up and I know the word that was there and I learned that thing really well from then on. Yeah. You know, those mistakes really... Uh, tied te- for emotional salience. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. really, how much emotion is tied to an experience really actually improves your language a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's why, to bring it back, that's why reading books is really good because when you read books, you're so engrossed like you're really just in the story, that's why you gotta read things you like as well, but um you're really engrossed in the story, you really like what you're reading. you're there when the character does that cool thing, and the language just fades into the background, and that's when you really pick up the language, yeah, and uh, that's why I normally steer away from even things like link and stuff like because Link's stories are like John went down the road and he bought an apple and he does whatever. Don't go to that when it's hard. Go to that when it's really easy, like mm. after reading dialogue books, when it's so easy that you can just plow through them in like a day or two. Yeah, like you don't want to be spending a month or two on your link stories, shooting yourself in the head because it's the most painfully mostly for experience. motivation.
1: Like it's just yep. so hard, difficult. Oh. It really is difficult to keep that going.
0: No, definitely. You want to be so good that you just plow through them in a day. Same like Ollie Richards. So Ollie Richards has some nice books. Um, he has. For like you'd be you good to read them after you read diaglot books, but they're the same thing. It's like stories he wrote that are like a story about a time traveller or something. And like you would never read this in English. Like if if you got if you told me to read this story in English, I'd be like, I'd rather die than read this story in English. Yeah. But with Sherlock Holmes you would. Yeah. I think you'd read Sherlock Holmes in English. You'd read Alice in Wonderland in English. Of course. So that's kind of the point of Digot, I guess, isn't it? But yeah read dog Lock, get really good then plow through these books in like a day because <laughs> it does help to get the language all put together and the easier the material you read the better you get you always want to be reading really easy material um but you don't want to be spending any amount of time doing it yeah, yeah because it's boring and we have lives to live don't we
1: um yes well some of us some <laughs> of i'm us still working on that yeah Um, <laughs> question from another another kind of angle um okay we've been talking all about the, all the amazing time we've had learning the language and stuff um, and how everything's been an outrageous success. Yeah. Um, were there any times where you were pretty demotivated from learning the language? Um, any times where you had taken a couple of couple of L's, taken a couple of, oh God, that what didn't work out quite so well. And then if so, how did you work through that and how did you keep going? Or Yeah, I found August, start of August
0: to mid-September quite tough. Um, As we were gonna, deciding to leave, kind of. Oh. Just my progress there were there were days where I went I think what happened was there was some point in the start of August something where I had like one good night of Spanish and I was like, Yes, I'm a beast at Spanish. Mm. And then I think my my reading fell off a bit. I think also my reading fell off. That was one of the big things. But I had a few nights then where I went out and I was bad and I really struggled and I was demotivated to read, or demotivated to demotivated to do anything, because I was like, there was just this a small plateau that happened, where there was still a gap, and I think one thing that had happened was instead of going out with someone one on one, where they'll slow down for you,
1: I went out with a group of natives. Yeah, where you can't control the pace that they're going to talk at. You can't. You don't control that conversation, and they are speaking to
0: each other in full speed. And that's really hard. Like you know, that is a really, really difficult thing. You need to be of quite a high level for that. And I found that period quite demotivating because I f- didn't feel like I was making a lot of progress. Mm. And then, kind of, and I always feel this kind of happens. I kind of just got a sudden burst around mid September or something, where a lot of my reading just kind of came together, and I kind of really started speeding up there a lot. And then, next thing, those kind of situations, I actually started to understand what. People in a group were saying to each other, a bit. Yeah. And then I had a few more one-on-one conversations in Spanish. They helped a lot because they spoke slowly and were really nice to me. And uh, then by the end, I felt, now I feel kind of good. But, uh, but yeah, that period there, I think one of the most demotiv- demotivating things is going out with a group a full group of the speakers because they speak quickly with slang, and they're not going to speak weirdly
1: to their friends just because you're beside them yeah agreed i i'd say i'd say for me that the I'd say it was a little bit different, weirdly. So the I never felt demotivated when I made a mistake. I actually felt Mm -hmm. quite proud of myself for trying. Yeah. Um. The times when I felt demotivated was when I know that this at with at this level I should be able to string together this sentence, Mm -hmm. but I'm kind of paralyzed with anxiety in getting it wrong. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of times where I'm like, okay, I kind of you know I could get the sense for what they just said um and I, I i'm pretty sure i have these words you know i have them in the back to that i can pull together a sentence and then i'm trying to do it but I kind of freeze up a bit and i don't end up saying anything mm-hmm. those times when you're actually just too anxious or too crippled by it to even say anything that was quite demotivating because i'm like damn this i don't i don't really care about making a public mistake i'll do that and when i don't try is when i'm like damn yeah when, I, yeah when i don't even try and a lot of those moments happened early on mm. um, very very early on um which is why I think one of, I'd be a little bit against, the reason I think that is going out there and speaking from day one um, doesn't work for everyone is because it does demotivate you. Yeah, um, definitely. And you you can get like kind of, not scarred, but you can get a lot of moments built up where you're like, well, that also wasn't good and that also wasn't good. And mm-hmm. it all depends on what, what, what scale you're judging yourself to and what you're trying to achieve by speaking. But a number of those in a row where you're just like, God, especially when you're a social person, when you're a yeah. social person and you're just dying to tell stories and joke and have fun and show things and talk and then you can't and you're just crippled by it. That's demotivating.
0: It's very demotivating. exactly I don't I don't agree with the whole speak from day one kind of stuff. I really think like for us, we're going to like I now, right? Here's right, I can talk about this a little bit. I would like to start on a new little language and I'd like to start maybe on French or Italian, and I'd like to go to France or Italy. Evan wants to keep going with Spanish, so we could just keep going on Spanish. But I am not going to arrive in France with no French.
1: Before yeah, we go there... Determined, yeah, yeah. No, before we go there, I'm yeah. doing three months... Yeah, same. ...of going... Balls to the wall. It's the biggest learning thing French. from this for both of us, I'd say. Yeah, just. 100%. But the amount, it's so non-linear with how much gain you can get from that two months. So much. Like, because you can literally... Cause like, you really want to get it so that you can start gaining the language when you're there. And you, yeah. like, so as soon as possible, you need to get it. You want to be learning the language from day one. Exactly. Of, of exactly. When you get, you want to start getting all of the things from day one. And you just can't do that if you don't have the foundations, if you don't have that base.
0: Like, if I arrived in France today, I would waste the first three months exactly not learning anything from the natives yeah. and yeah. only learning from my books. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, All the
1: learning is going to happen from your books, which you could do from Ireland. Which I could do from Ireland. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So I might as well just live wherever else and i would it would make me feel i feel stupid when i'm over there because i don't speak anything and it's just i feel isolated because and the thing you said is so true when you know none of the language you can't read the road signs you can't even begin to start reading them yeah your brain blocks it all out blocks it out and then once you know a few hundred words and you've have experienced reading the words multiple times your brain, you can then read them and you can feel like, I am picking this up now. Yeah, It's not just a foreign object. Um, so yeah, but the thing you were saying about being paralyzed, it's really true. Um, I feel like one of the biggest factors in just being good at languages or your language ability being good or actually being expressed as good is your confidence when speaking. Yeah. So I say this a lot. When I have... Two drinks of me—that mm. is my peak language ability. I've definitely had that the same. Yeah,
1: absolute peak.
0: Yeah, the time I'm the worst is in the barber,
1: barber.
0: because the barber is, is scary. It's intimate as well, and it's he's very clear, yeah, yeah. A very masculine barber man <laughs> who I need to look cool on front of. Yeah. and <laughs> he's cutting my hair and being cool, and I have to say things while I'm tra- trapped into this chair with a blade to my throat,
1: and I forget the number what what two is in Spanish. So I'm no, like no. <laughs>
0: literally no, like. I go from having a conversation, speaking Spanish for like two hours. I go into the barber and I can't even say hello. Like, I'm just like, I'm like hola, um, cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? And then they're like, and I, I literally can't say anything. And they're like, what do you want? And I just point and I just go, zero, zero, zero. And I don't even try to put it together because I'm like too
1: anxious to make a mistake mm. for
0: some reason in that situation. Why? God only knows. Yeah, I haven't Wild figured Island out that one
1: specifically is very funny.
0: I haven't figured out, but the Barber's situation where my Spanish goes to like A1, like zero. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is hilarious because it's clearly so mental. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: For sure. It's just, yeah. But. That's, that's a good point. So, so mental. Yeah. Um, but I guess to like, I think it's also important to say that by no means are we saying that people shouldn't travel. And shouldn't go (laughs) oh yeah yeah but i was gonna wrap that up but like um like we i guess in this four month experience if we can do anything is to like encourage people to go and do a three month or a four month um journey in another country and really do embrace the culture and talk to the people and everything and i think that's amazing and i think especially post post covid people will be doing it more and people will be going everywhere in the world but I truly think that if you're going to get the best possible experience of being able to do whatever you want, really, yeah. if you can go to that country and do anything anything you want, um, read your six dialogue books before you go.
0: Read your six dialogue books before you go. Um, uh, it, it really is just the best advice. Um, and that's what I'm going to be doing if we go to France, if we go to Italy. Yeah. I'm just going to go read the dialogue books. I'm going to have For sure. the most common words seen maybe like over 30, 50 times each. Some of them over like Five thousand times, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like the, all the those big bad boy words, over like five thousand times. Some some of them, uh, but and then I can just go there, and I won't. When people say a sentence, I'll know the words in the sentence. Yeah, you know, when I read a menu, when I read uh, instructions, I know the words in the instructions. It's just uh, it, like I'll know eighty percent of the
1: words. Yeah, and if you know eighty percent of the words, you're doing class. That's probably one of the things that's kind of been most reinforced, because um, like if people haven't had an experience learning a language, they might be quite skeptical of that statement. And you should—you should absolutely mm. be skeptical that you can just read six books and get to like eighty-five percent, eighty percent. But the way language is used and the way it's so overly represented, I'm—that's been constantly reinforced that you really can do that. Um, you can only be exposed to. A thousand words, and just it gets you so 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 far. It, it um, it's just because of predilection distribution. Yeah. So basically, there's just a rule
0: you know, and everything. But in language learning, um, like twenty percent of the words takes up eighty percent of all speech. Right? You know, that's just that's the minimized version. But there's more exact words and things on it. So I think like there's something like a thousand five hundred words takes up like. Eighty-five percent or like ninety percent. I thought like it was more. I thought it was ninety. 90%. It's like ninety percent. If you look at subtitles in Netflix, and this is what we're doing for our new books, I uh, I think only like five hundred words takes up like seventy percent. Is see seventy percent? Seventy percent of the way there. Only five hundred words, and you understand seventy percent of everything that's in Squid Game. Yeah, that was it Squid Game? And. Uh, which is kind of crazy it's kinda actually,
1: actually kind of hard to believe it's hard to believe, it is hard to believe because we've been doing text analysis and word analysis non-stop and we're constantly shocked by what the results are like, like you actually just need 500 words is so few but once you get to, this the thing is that when you actually get to
0: the point where you're doing quite well in language, you understand what people are saying you're intermediate level, you're kind of whatever that makes sense to you, you kind of think it, it sounds alright, what I'm going to say is kind of stupid but you kind of think there's not that many words, yeah. <laughs> but there obviously are because, but in terms of what people say on day to day, there aren't that many words. People just use the same words all day long. If you look at my like WhatsApp messages with like people in Spanish, there's like, it feels like there's 10 words being used again and again and yeah. again yeah. and it feels like, it doesn't feel like there's any more than a hundred yeah. and uh, well, WhatsApp is going to be particularly like, hey, what's new what's up? What's crack? Are you coming out? Are you doing this? So repetitive. So repetitive. But then when you, you actually talk, you're going to point to a thing like a bicycle. You're going to talk to a, like a doorknob. You're going to, those yeah. ones obviously don't count in that.
1: But in terms of the bulk of language, very repetitive. But I, I think the re- the main reason that it gives you that um, is that you start getting, once you have 70, 80% of the language, you can start getting the other 10, 20% through context exactly so, so like if you get those 500 words what well you're basically you're still basically acting in a diglot way when in a sentence you just you're just turning the spanish words from unknown to known and then there's okay. other unknown ones But like you can actually read a fully spanish sentence and in some way it's diglotted because some of the words are known and some of them are known mm-hmm. and then as you keep reading you just basically keep turning words from unknown into known mm-hmm. but the like the first 500 acts as the scaffold for 80 percent of sentences Mm -hmm. um if you can understand the sentiment of 80 percent of sentences you're doing bloody well you're doing really well and the amount that you can do in the country that you're visiting wherever in the world multiplies by 10 Mm -hmm. um and the less you'll be upsold yeah (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) the less you'll be upsold and have to do all these other things that um are a consequence of not understanding it um like being charged too much money, or being like, there's a, there also is a side of like you'll be able to tell a taxi driver that you don't like, you know, yeah. that they're not you're not accepting this extra charge of thirty <laughs> quid for no reason, or you'll be able to tell the builder that he like those yeah. like yeah, it gives I, you that as, as well. a foreigner they will oh, yeah, especially and, a giddy especially a giddy,
0: um especially if you're a giddy, uh, which as I said means a white person, uh they'll try to charge you more money for things. So um, but if you if you even I have found if you show any form of Spanish accent when you yeah. say anything, they, they don't do that. Yeah. But if you go, hey, what's up, what's crack, whatever. and uh, What's crack in an American accent? Um, if you like talk English, then you're going to be charged more and stuff. But if you even say, like, lo siento. Like if you just, uh, lo siento no. When they're trying to ask for something... Very quickly, you'll be just treated more. Yeah,
1: better, yeah. really, really, it's financially irresponsible not to buy dog. <laughs> not to buy <laughs> Exactly. I think that's the the conclusion of of everything we said is that it's financially and morally irresponsible. Morally irresponsible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not to buy. I don't know why, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. Um, don't look that last one up or or think about it at all. Yeah. But um, I think it's true. Yeah. Any final thoughts on wrapping up wrapping up our our trip to Seville um like really as soon as we're finished this, we have to pack all of our equipment into our bag and like we're leaving tomorrow, so this mm-hmm. is the last you know um any final thoughts of our of our trips here adventures of well the question is what's what's next? yeah we don't know yet um what
0: would ideally for you right so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go home to Dublin and we're gonna live at home for I don't know maybe a few months or so yeah. Where what
1: what are your options that you think would be good for doing next? Yeah. Like, what
0: are the possible things where the situations that think we
1: go there? Yeah, good. So I've ha- now three months with Spanish in the bank and feeling very confident and motivated and just so excited to continue on Spanish. I can't leave Spanish just yet. Yeah. Like I want to be able to leapfrog to France now and then I'll just have the Spanish in the back and then we can leapfrog to Italy after, but I just need a little bit more time. Like now mm. that we have the roadmap, we know what we have to do. We need yeah. to go back to Dublin. We need to read Spanish. Yeah. Um. With that in mind, I think, and I, we, we've talked about this. I think the most adventurous, most exciting, most character developing place to go would be South America. Yeah. yeah. Um. On the fact that there aren't that many actual, like, sp- places in Spain that take all of our boxes, um, just. Buenos Aires is just perfect for me. I'm just, everything about it, every time I look it up, I'm like, box tick, box tick, box tick, and it just looks so beautiful, and I just need some more time in that Spanish language. Yeah. Because I'm only hitting that, that initial, very, very initial, um, I don't know, integration into Spanish, and trying to speak in Spanish and all of that. And, like, another three months of reading, and then another three months in that place, that three months will just be so much more different to this. Yeah, you'd be beast. And you'd be an absolute beast of Spanish yeah. by the end of that. Um in my mind that's I think that would be so amazing. And yeah. then after Buenos Aires, we'll go to Brazil. We'll go to Brazil. Oh yeah,
0: I'd I'd kill to go to Brazil. Yeah. Um Yeah, exactly. So this is the big plan we're trying to do, and we're trying to work out where we go next. And Evan's right that now would be a very bad time to switch language, especially mm. for him. And also for me. If you the most efficient way for you to learn a language is to stay with one mm. and to just go with the momentum. It's a you know, I have right now have a lot of momentum especially after that little trip there and um i could i can really start reading some good books i can start reading things i want to read i can um i can i can make friends i can talk to people i can do everything you dictate like that. the terms exactly yeah. the terms around it's exactly like it's i no longer have like i don't have to deal with any john went to the shops kind of stuff the uh, like like short stories on like a link or anything oh god jesus um but I have two reasons why I want to do it. One is that I really, really enjoy reading diglop books. Mm. And I want yeah. I want that experience now. I want to pick up a language and I want to read, you know, six, the six French diglop books. And I want to get my French class. Mm. I want to go through the whole experience. And I really feel I'm missing out on that. And if I do that half-assed, I, what I want to do is make a big video where I go from no, no French to loads of French yeah. and show you guys... Me learning French through Diaglot. So that's my big thing. Yeah, you know, While I'm doing this, I'm not reading Diaglot books. So the way like, I'm getting around that cause, is by, like right now I'm doing some Korean on Diaglot, and I'm doing some bits and bobs for languages that we don't have finished yet. But I don't want to waste that experience and to learn any French right now. Because you want to go from zero Because I want to go to zero to, to class. Yeah, yeah. Exactly through Diaglot. So that's one big reason I want to do it. Also, I'm so ADHD that I just want to change what I'm doing every five seconds. Mm. But the most efficient thing
1: will be to stay in Spanish. I think um, Buenos Aires, Buenos
0: Aires, will be
1: pretty sick. It'd be amazing, uh, there's, and there's, there's a huge, there's a lot of beneficial aspects of um, of running a tech company there. They're on the same time zone yeah. as America, so a lot of what a lot of American companies that are trying to get money in America or try and build American connections will do is go to Buenos Aires. Um, because it's you know it's the cheapest, most beautiful place where you can go and and still stay on that timeline. Mm. Um, it just just looks beautiful. Yeah, and well, and I'm not le- ready to leave the Spanish just yet.
0: One thing is, South American Spanish is very different. To yeah, also Brazilian. yeah.
1: We'll have to make our we'll have to make a, an Argentinian Spanish book. Yeah, that'd Maybe be we'll sick. Ha- we'll have to. that um,
0: As far as I believe, it's not that different. Like, there's there's actually a lot of nouns that are different, actually. Interesting. Uh, So, So like the stuff that doesn't usually change. Stuff that doesn't usually change is actually different. So, and like I can't remember them. Someone told me loads of different ones. Obviously, I didn't remember because they just said them to me. But um, I didn't read them in context. (laughs) Um, But for example, the word dinero, which means money. um, And we have it as dinero in our books because, yeah. um, They say plata. Plata. Which means silver. Silver. Ah, very interesting. Plata. O plomo. It's plata, plata o plomo. Plata o plomo. Ah. It means um, like money or dirt, I think, that's swear. Plomo. Which is the opening thing in Narcos. Ah. In Narcos, there's a scene where the guys come up and he's trying to bribe them, and they're like, we're not taking a bribe or whatever or that. And he says, oh, Sergeant, your newborn child is, I see, is on the way. And you in the back, um, I hear your wife, Maria, is very like this. So now, uh, what do you think, Sergeant? Plata o plomo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know,
1: exactly. But uh, learning those differences is something I'm very excited about.
0: It's really easy. Like, honestly, like, once again, people say about Andalusian Spanish, they say it's the worst thing ever. But the most fun part I found of being in Andalusia was learning all the little fun learning things. Learning differences. Yeah. The difference so fun. Like, instead of mas o menos, they say ma o meno. Instead of después, they say después.
1: See, that's that's another difference between our experiences because i don't get any of that yeah because yeah. i learned spanish for the first time so the way they say it is the only way the only way, my, yeah, i never yeah, had yeah. a comparison yeah so this time i'm looking forward to going to argentina and being like aha they said this in seville and they say this in buenos aires and they yeah. say and i'll have the the reference point i'll have the comparison yeah but before anything i didn't have a comparison i was learning everything for the first time so yeah. if they said it odd or in a different way that would be just standard. just um, i thought that was normal or yeah. i thought that was the only way it's the only exposure i've had to the language yeah yeah and also your spanish um, will be better
0: so that like your spanish will be a lot better so you're gonna be able to understand it yeah like it's gonna be sick when we can go out and we actually both be you able know, to go back and forth and understand talk with natives and like do all that kind of stuff because we've got through both got through that first three months of reading yeah you know you have to read and then watch tv and stuff before you can, you know, you got to crawl before you can run.
1: Yeah. Uh, so but it is, it's such a clear, it's such a clear roadmap. Um, what I'd love to do is, is get more, because so many people are buying the full, the full collections now. I'd love to be getting people's opinions on what their journey was like and how, what they did and, and how they experienced it. I'd love to be able to highlight those more, because it's amazing when some of our listeners or, or some of our supporters will come back and they say like, oh, you know, I read your Portuguese book and I communicated better with my nana yeah well, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah i'm like I mean, people oh. saying that yeah it's really I'm nice like, oh that's that's amazing that's like, amazing that's, that's that's so beautiful like it's yeah. so like that makes the you know that like that's why we're why we're doing it why we're trying to make these books because fundamentally you get to talk to more people you get to experience more things and that's something i've experienced for the first time here you know being in a different country for the pretty much the first time outside outside dublin um it's been incredible. Like that's just such an invaluable thing is being able to communicate with someone in a different language. Yeah, yeah. Um, something I didn't appreciate before, even maybe two months ago, I didn't appreciate as much as I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess I just cannot wait to keep doing it in more countries and keep, keep producing more books mm-hmm. and keep trying to make the books as good as possible so that we can give that to more people. Mm-hmm. We can give that experience of going to a place and being able to fully engage in- integrate into the culture.
0: Oh, I'm dying now. I really, really want to just learn French. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to just do the whole 6 dog doggle-up books, read a bit of intermediate, yeah. go on to reading actual content. Move to France. Speak French. Yeah. Move to France, speak French. Move to exactly. France, speak to French. It's a clear way of, like, literally, just because the whole point is that all you need to do to understand native speakers is to be able to understand a word in context, which you can just do from reading, and you just need to know enough words. Which you can just do by clearly doing the roadmap of, of read dialogue books, get the first thousand, read these, read uh, do the short stories, mm-hmm. puts them all together, read some intermediate stories, gets you another thousand pretty quick enough, and um, then just watch some TV and then just see the
1: natives and stuff like that, and you own, you have like ninety percent of the words, and none of that is difficult. It's it's actually like, uh, none of none of those are like ah yeah, and then you have to do this. It's like it's not a difficult roadmap. Like A to B, A to Z, it's it's super easy. It's so it's, easy, it just takes time. Like
0: and yeah. not even that much time. <laughs> yeah, it
1: just like, it, it just takes time. It does just take time. And not exactly
0: if anyone ever tells you they can learn a language in a week or even a month, um and like actually be able to go from zero to like be able to speak the language and everything, it's just not true. Don't purchase their course. Yeah, don't purchase their course <laughs> course. Um and if it has lots of memorization and like phrases in it, definitely don't purchase their course. But uh anyways. Look, I think we've we've had enough there.
1: Yeah, will we will we, we wrap it up there? Yeah, um, super. That was fun. I think that was a very fun, musical podcast. um Thanks uh, so much, everyone, for listening. I am. Um, I guess next time you'll hear from us. We'll be back in cold Dublin. We'll probably be depressed back in Dublin. Probably be super emotional about what we're missing here, and yeah. probably very much wanting to leave again and get to a new country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's